Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. <laughs> Which was all foam. <laughs> Let's try that again. Ah, there we go. Mm. I have to take a moment just to enjoy that. I was feeling empty stomached. Um, I did a bunch of yard work, well, over the weekend, I was going to say yesterday, but I finished getting everything sanded that we are repainting. So that includes the canales, which are sort of the flat wooden spouts that come out from our roof. Um, they're like, basically, it's it means canal, right? You know, canal in Spanish, canale. Uh, and because we have flat roofs, they're, they're like our version of a gutter, and they sort of hang out halfway. Maybe I could take a picture of one and show you guys. I don't know how often you guys look at the pictures I post with the show. But I post it anyway. So, um, that was a... You know, I had to get the extension ladder to get up there and sand those. And that was a lot of crap that came off of those things <laughs> so that was a fair amount of work and then I was just doing stuff like cleaning up the yard it was too windy to paint it was a windy weekend so we haven't finished painting the portal or the canales now um, but it's all prepped and so I did some weeding and David got out the compost for me so I am um going to I'm sorry I started thinking about compost I need to get out our little composter bin because we're going to start composting again we got lately uh, lazy not lately lazy oh and I never said jeez I'm, I'm like um just a bouncy ball this morning um today is Monday May 25th day before release day so that's probably significant uh so yeah, we're going to get good about composting again. He rearranged it so I can get to. We have a compost bin and it has um like this little drawer at the bottom that you're supposed to like slide up like a blast shield on a space station. You know, you slide it up and pull the compost out from the bottom and use it up. Uh, but it was facing the wrong way and has actually been facing the wrong way for the 10 years that we've been living here. Why we never fixed it, I don't know. <laughs> Um, but I could never get to the compost and the compost bin was filling up. And so we stopped adding to it. And that's sort of this endless cycle that is probably not interesting at all. But anyway, we're going to get good about composting again. And I do have this little, um, container that kind of looks like, um, you know, like one of those flour and sugar bins that you keep on the counter to, uh, collect the compost scraps in and then take them out there. So I was just thinking I need to go find that off of the shelf where I placed it. And so that we can be good about that again. So David filled up the wheelbarrow with compost for me and we kind of renewed the compost and got it all, um, you know, aerated and ready to go. And I started weeding the garden, you know, having have to let it grow in a little bit and start weeding, and then I start putting compost on the plants. 
So I'm feeling very um, Jane Gardner this morning. Jane Gardner is not anyone. <laughs> I started to say Martha Stewart, but you know, Martha Stewart is such a, uh, a sham in so many ways that I was reading an article about how she, you know, has all of these people who do the work for her, a lot of them um, immigrants, and then she just poses in front of the thing. And so I am not Martha Stewart. I was out there with my hands in the compost. So, um, yeah, so it was uh, a nice weekend. It's nice and sheltered in the Great Barbie, even on those windy days. So I sat out there and did some reading. And I'm definitely feeling perkier because, um, you know, I was complaining that last weekend all I wanted to do was sit around and read and I didn't feel like doing anything. And this weekend I was feeling much more motivated, much more motivated. And so I got all the laundry done and I did get the house clean as well. And getting everything fixed up. We were kind of talking about what we could do for release day. And, you know, and David said, well, maybe we could have Megan and Charlie over. And the thing is, is it's, I think it's just not going to be nice enough weather for us to sit outside. So I think we won't do that, but I think what we're going to do is get expensive takeout. I think we're going to get something from like maybe the bull ring. I was going to get it from compound, but compound is still not doing takeout. Geronimo is, but it's only a partial menu and it's not, um, not the best stuff. So I think that Bullring has really good steaks and I think we're going to get, um, I might get a filet mignon from Bullring and I might spring for a bottle of Veuve Clicquot and have a nice celebration. David said, I guess it'll just be us and the kitties. So we should get them some like expensive tuna or something, but it'd be good to celebrate. And certainly, you know, even though I feel like, well, we probably shouldn't get expensive takeout and or expensive champagne. Had I gone to California, and I probably would have been flying there today, unless I'd felt confident enough to fly early tomorrow morning, so I could have been at the release party at Ripped Bodice tomorrow night. Um, I would have spent all kinds of money eating and drinking out. One of my questions, <laughs> tax-wise, and I... I posted this on Saturday night because we had the nebula reception for the finalists online Zoom. But it was kind of cool because there were different breakout rooms and we could chat with people and all that sort of thing. And it was, um, yeah, it was fun. I, I was surprised how fun it was. And I had been up sanding the gutters until kind of the last moment and I had not been planning to shower I thought well I'll just go in and put on my makeup and I was just uh I felt filthy once I finished and I went inside looked at myself in the mirror and I had like that grit you know little flecks of brown paint and grit all over my face so I was like I am taking a shower apparently and washing my hair because I'm not leaving this crap in there so I ended up going to the party with kind of wet hair because I felt like I needed to be there at the beginning since I'm a board member and help, um, you know, 
get things going and all that. But I ended up having a lot of fun and chatting with people. And I got up a few times to refill my wine glass. And actually, it was my Nebula glass. I got in the mail my special Nebula registrant package, which includes a beautifully etched glass, um, a little tumbler glass. So I was drinking my wine out of that. And it was, um, and I posed the question because there was some verisimilitude to that. It was kind of like hanging out at the reception or the bar. And I would occasionally get up to go get another glass, you know, and, and we went for a couple hours. So I refilled a couple times. And I was thinking, had I been at the conference, I would have been buying another glass of wine every time. Sometimes people buy for me, which is always nice, but you get the principle. And I was thinking, so since I am in a virtual version of this, do I get to deduct the cost of the wine? Because I would deduct my drinks at conference. What do we think? I don't know. Everybody that I asked on the, and I asked, posted it in like three different rooms as I was talking with people, everybody's like, oh, I wouldn't. But you know, people are always very hesitant to deduct things. And really, it's one of the few perks of being self-employed and that you can deduct all this stuff, all this professional stuff. So I think I can deduct my wine. We'll see. Um, the other thing I did, uh-oh, okay, <laughs> thought I hit the wrong button because uh, I saw that. Oh, my mom texted me. That's what this was. David ran to the store, so I was making sure it wasn't him. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, the other thing I did, this was kind of a new thing for me because many of you know that I uh, volunteer for the SAFWA mentoring program. And we have a mentoring program that goes along with the conference, too. So like last year, I had two mentees that uh, I talked with. And and in addition, I met up with one of my um, official program mentees. Uh, she took me out to dinner. She took me out for a very nice dinner as a thank you, which she totally didn't have to do, but that was lovely. And I mean, yes, she was picking my brain more about things, but that <laughs> was perfectly fine. So this time is, you know, when the stuff came around and you could check whether you want to, you know, be a mentor or a mentee, I thought, well, I want a mentor. And I, I can't remember who it was last year, but it was, um, when they were, you know, everybody would get together in one room, the mentors and the mentees, and they would call out, you know, matching you up, saying, oh, such and so, you're with such and so. It's really kind of fun because it's like a, a lottery, right? Only they're very carefully matched up. Our mentoring program people just really rock it. So distracted by the trucks outside they're going to repave our road they started on saturday um, sounds like they might be out there even though it's memorial day here in the u.s oh, so i can't remember who it was but last year there was somebody at the conference who was like one of the big lions of the genre and this young person got mashed up with them and everybody was like "Ooh!" and i thought you know I get asked this all the time, you know, like what authors would I love to meet and who would I love to talk to? And there are certainly um, 
you know, people who I would just love to have give me advice. So I thought, well, I'm going to put in that I would like a mentor, that I would like someone to talk to about what I could do to, to level up. What, what can I do to, to, make, to be more successful, make my career better? And I ended up getting matched up with Laura Ann Gilman, who is a delightful person anyway. Um, and we already knew each other. Uh, we've we've sat in the bar and had drinks before. <laughs> uh, and we've been on panels together before. But she's an interesting person because she used to be an editor. I forget for which house. But she's been on the editorial side of things. And now she's um, writing full-time and editing freelance. But she's very sharp. And, and, I, and I did feel kind of... It, I felt kind of funny asking my questions. And and I think that there's a lot of pride involved there because you feel like, oh, you know, at a certain point, you know, I don't know, you, you should know things or you, know, you shouldn't need help, or which is dumb, you know, but apparently I have my share of pride. And I do think that pride gets in the way of a lot of things. Uh, this is going to, is something that I've been thinking about lately, some interactions with a few people. Um, you know, ego, as you guys know, who've been listening to me for any length of time, is one of the, uh, the great pitfalls for artists. And for some reason, I think particularly writers. I think people would argue with me about that, but I think writers in particular are very prone to ego. And maybe it's partly because you have to have so much ego to succeed in the first place. But you have to be really wary of ego, and with that goes pride. And pride, I guess I should say, pride goes hand in hand with having an overly large ego. So anyway, I asked Laura, and I said, okay, you know, I... I just want to, you know, I, I'm a, I feel like I'm a mid-list author and I want to be doing better. And she said, well, first of all, she said, you and I are not mid-list authors. We are working writers. She said, and I feel like that's a really important distinction. She said, because, you know, my goal was to be able to make my living as a writer. And I said, well, it was for me too. And she said, and, and we're doing that. You know, she said we might not be making money like we'd like to be making, but we are working writers. And she said, and that's that's a big deal. And she said, I think you know, you have to try to not get into this mindset, you know, of like the mid list. So I thought that was really great. Um, and then she said, and also leveling up is a craft term. She said, so you can level up your craft if that's what you really want to do. You know, and so we talked about that a little bit, you know, like where I thought, you know, like where people say I'm, they love my books and where I think that they could use more work. We talked about ways for me to improve that. And then she was saying, but you know, if you're talking about selling more books, she said, you need three things. She said to, if you want a really breakout book that you want to be, um, let's see, she said, you need a really good book. You, you have to have an amazing team behind it, either indie or trad. She said, and then you need to be really, really lucky. 
<laughs> and and it was interesting because these are all things that I knew. But it was really good to have someone else say it and to talk about it. And then we started talking about the commonalities of books that have been phenomenally successful. And she even said, as we got to the end of our hour, she said, you know, I need to write some of this down for myself. Because it is very true that when you go to teach somebody else or mentor somebody else, that it clarifies your own ideas in your mind. And the other thing she said that really stuck with me is she said, you know, that we think of breaking out, this idea of breaking out as being a sudden explosive thing, right? Um, which we do. I mean, that's the... the uh, imagery that goes with breaking out, right? She said, and very often we find that we have, that breaking out is is a slow and progressive thing, which comes back to my idea that I was really working with before about, you know, the progressive realization of a worthy idea or goal. And she said, you know, breaking out can be a, a subtle, slow and progressive thing, and you only realize that it's happened in retrospect. And so I thought, well, that was really useful, too. So I thought that was great. I was really happy with um, getting to have those conversations and think about those things. So, so yeah, it, was a, it felt like a productive weekend for me. It was a good thing. And I'm not taking today off. If it had been pretty weather, I was going to take the day off. But it is rainy. Um, it's actually an Ireland rain. A nice soaking rain. So I'm very happy that I got compost on the garden. There's still some in the wheelbarrow, but it'll be even better for having gotten a little wet. And we did go for a walk this morning, and I took my Ireland umbrella, my Jameson umbrella. So that was it was lovely. I, I like that we've been doing this daily walk regardless of weather, and I, I'm hoping that we'll keep doing that. There's something to be said for going out in all weather. And having a dog makes you do that, but we don't have a dog right now. I, I, I keep thinking we should get one, but David says he doesn't want to have to deal. I don't know. We'll see. So there was a cavalcade of things. I am going to work on The Lost Princess today. Tomorrow's release day, so I probably won't get any writing done. I might see if I can, but I, I never do. <laughs> So, um, yeah, first cup of coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network. You can find other podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. Hope you have a good holiday if it's a holiday for you. And I hope you have a good day even if it's not a holiday. And you all take care. Bye-bye.